Hi everyone and welcome to our third live event. Um, yeah, so this is the third episode of Storykit Talks Live. Um, what this is all about is of course about video, but especially about storytelling on social media, because that's what we've been doing in this company for four years in this company and a lot of years before that in different companies. And, um, is it four years now, Fredrik? I, I really don't know. Uh, I'm, I've, I've stopped using calendars and clocks. Yes. I'm too, I'm too old. I'm too old to keep track of time. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, and today we have a very specific subject that we're going to talk about that people often ask us because we see a lot of video, we think a lot about video. And uh, so we see when people do mistakes and we all do mistakes in video because, hey, we're all beginners in some in some uh, level because uh, this type of video in social media hasn't been around for so long yet. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Five, we're going to list five of the most common mistakes that we see that people do in uh, social media video. Are we ready to get started, Heidi? I would say we are. So my name is Jonna Ekman and I'm the marketing director at StoryKit, uh, the complete video creator. And uh, with me today, as two episodes ago, I have our amazing CPO and founder, Fredrik Strömberg, who has been working with storytelling in social media since before there was any social media, I would say. Haven't you? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we made up our own uh, social media platforms while we were stuck in our friends' rooms and couldn't have eat dinner <laughs> with, with, with them and their families. So... So yeah, we made up stuff back in the back in the late seventies <laughs> and eighties. I hear that you have been checking out the hashtag Sweden Gate that has been trending lately. Yes, uh, we have all been sitting in people's rooms waiting for dinner. And I was quite happy to do that because who wanted to eat dinner with their friends' parents anyway? Awkward. <laughs> Very awkward. Well, anyway, that's not what we're going to talk about today. So we have hundreds of customers that creates thousands of videos yearly and as everyone else we are on social media watching a lot of other types of videos too so this is not just specific story kit mistakes that people do it's mistakes that people do in their video creation overall and I have listed five and I am gonna let Fredrik talk uh, more in detail about them and also what you can do to not make these mistakes. So the first mistake that I see people do, uh, and one that we talk a lot about, is trying to say too many things in one video. What do you say about that, Fredrik? Yeah, it's it's an obvious sort of mistake, often because the sort of the platform for consuming these videos uh, is not really suited to 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 those like total story storytelling things so i think I, I i think it is an obvious mistake and i think it kind of harks back harkens back to a belief that you know video is big it's expensive it's something that you do not very often it's like let's make the video um, and i think that's kind of influences the way you you communicate with video that that 
you have this belief and you have this feeling that, it, that it's, a, it's a huge undertaking to, to, to make a video. Uh, so when you do, when you sort of sit down, even if you're doing it in StoryKit or other like super simple like animation library tools or whatever, you, you kind of... Uh, you kind of feel that this is your opportunity to tell everything. And on top of that, a lot of times when it comes to communication, when it comes to corporate communication, not the least, uh, a lot of decision is made by committee. So, so there's a lot of stakeholders and everyone needs to sort of say, well, shouldn't we also talk about this? And shouldn't we also talk about this? And in my experience, you very rarely find someone in a bigger organization that says, well, you know, I think this is, I, I think we have to cut to the point and that's not just my point. I, th I think we have to like peel away a lot of layers of complexity in the, in this in, instead, because everyone sort of feels that I, I need to get my piece in there and stuff. So, so I mean, there's tons of stuff that sort of creates this, this, uh, this issue. Uh, and the way to combat that and the way to sort of m not make it happen is to you know, ramp up produ production volume. It's like, it, it's, it's, it's to be able to say to someone, hey, we're going to make another one. Yeah, we're going to get to that subject later. We're going to do that as well. We're also going to do that. And, and I think, so I think uh, we had this, we've, for quite a time, we've said this like one video, one subject thing, right? So, so, yeah. so, so do them piece by piece. You want to say one thing, make it into a video. You want to say the next thing? Make that into another video, right? So, so, so the way to to think about it is like one to one, one subject, one, you know, one uh, fact, one thing. Because if if you don't have the issue of cost and time when producing a video, that you can do it very efficiently, then then you have sort of then you've sort of taken away the only obstacle. For not making more videos and i mean there are other sort of huge benefits of communicating more often than not right so so but yeah so i mean too many things in a video is yeah it, it, it's it, you 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 don't have the luxury to to kind of think that you have a captive audience uh so um I, I yeah we got a question in the chat i saw yeah. before we start answering that uh, let me just say i think there's something with your microphone Frederick, because it it scrapes a bit it scrapes a bit do you think i'll i'll do one th i'll do two things I'll because go. you're very careful with technique in this room here yeah sure i don't know if it's better <laughs> or not but uh once again you should have seen me like 10 seconds before we started trying to solve technical issues. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's hope. I, I, I reduced the gain a bit on the mic, so let's hope that makes and turn off the... Yeah, sure, because everyone wants to know why, what I did right now. <laughs> yeah, how did you solve it? Yeah. Well, but, Heidi, we got a... I, th I think we got a question in the chat. Will you... Is there... Let me read it for you. Uh, question from John. So don't make overview or summary style videos that explains a complex organization or a process. Should oh. we divide that into several videos or is overview oh. summary style videos okay? Yeah, I, I think. So I'm going to use my sort of favorite answer in the world. It's not either or, it's both and both, right? So I think summary and overview things 
are good as well, right? I think that that could be a, a specific part. I think that the, the problems you run into it's when you try to do them both in one video, right? It's like both, it's the complete story. I think overviews and summaries are great, uh, and not least in the sense that when you, you can have a summary as like, and then have people, you know, re refer, refer to other types of information if you have like, refer, you know, a summary of a report to the report itself. So I think there are lots of use cases for summaries and overviews. I, but I think, so I think the mix of the two is like the in-depth and the whole, both vertical and horizontal, in a sense, that that's where you run into two issues. And I think you see a lot of those things where this is our story kind of storytelling. So, 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 so I think there are use cases for both, but 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 then you have to do both as well. So in depth things for specific details, focus on details as one thing, focus on summaries as another thing. So, so that's that's my view on it, right? Yeah, and I also think the one way to think about this is, would I do this as a social post? Because no one would ever uh, do like the CEO interview and the little product description and the little blah and the ABC and the everything in one social post because no one would read that social post. And that's why you shouldn't do it in a social video either because your attention span and your 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 ability to to like consume a lot of stuff doesn't change just because it's video so i often think would i do this as a social post no i would do this as three social posts well then it maybe should be three videos so that's one kind of good way to think about it especially when you do things in social it's a different story if you create videos for I mean, tutorials on a, in, a, in a support desk or something like that, but that's a completely different story. So what we usually say is one subject, one target group, one video is a, is a quite a good uh, rule of thumb to just always remind yourself of when it comes to video, because if you try to say too many things in one video, it's not really going to work. And that brings us to my second yeah. point. S sorry, Jana, I, I, can, can, I, huh? can I just, because I think there are, a really important thing what what you're saying there first of all it creates opportunity to be more like short it creates more opportunities for for more communication yeah which is a key driver for success success in distributed channels like social media is actual volume is it's like being there doing stuff right uh and uh, we've sort of all been through the pains of, of what that's what, what toll that takes i mean one thing is cost the other thing is that we believe that people sort of get fed up with us which is not true because they see a very sort of small fragment of all our output it's just us that sees everything right but mm. also uh, i think what you can do when you do, when you when you sort of uh, limit yourself to being shorter and more one subject is that you have a great way of, of creating like an accept, uh, expectation management for what you're about to view. So when you shorten yeah. things and when you make it more efficient, you can say things about that video already in the start, in the post or in the title of the video or somewhere. It's like five things to know or 30 seconds on this subject. So you create like a time container or like a, a cognitive container in which you as a, as a, as a maker or as a maker, you can say, that, well, this is, this is all I'm asking. Or I'm asking for 30 seconds, or or I'm asking you to look at three things. So that makes it easier for me as a viewer to sort of to sort of feel that well, 
I'll give it, I'll give it 60 seconds. I think that kind of thing is, is so underrated because it's like you get this in this amount of time and it's like, yeah, sure. I'll bite. I'll give you 30 seconds yeah. on that. Right. I'm guessing that's why it's quite popular on social media today to have this yeah. like timeline yeah, thing in the bottom that says Absolutely. Um It's like, oh, it's not too it's not too long. Oh, I know where I yeah. am. That that kind of orientation thing. Absolutely. And I mean there are lots of sort of different solutions to that. I think sometimes people try try to overcomplicate that. So mm. a lot of times <laughs> it, it's it's really enough to just say 30 seconds on this but i mean that could yeah. also be because you, you're touching on sort of this um uh not the push kind of video that we're talking about most of the time but the kind of pull things when you talk about tutorials or, or instructions and stuff but also that if, if you if you were to have an information page about something so you can have all yeah. the text about whatever subject it is it could be anything from like how do you choose school for your kids to like a product information but there could also be a video on that page that tells you like here's the 30 second overview or the 60 second one yeah. and that's that it's a kind of a different reading uh, situation or in this case viewing situation and i think there are like, like cases for both uh, so, so so yeah so, that reminds me i i just the other day i was looking at a at a canvas from a, a company strategizer and i just stumbled upon their like one and a half hour webinar about this canvas and how to use it and all the benefits and in the comments i saw i like your three minutes video better and i was like is there a three minute video <laughs> and i just went to watch that yeah. <laughs> and i will never turn back <laughs> so yeah i do both um, yeah, so, uh, but, um, one thing, one subject, one target group, one video thing brings me to my second point here, which I originally set as number five, but this will be number two is we see that people have not really thought about why they're creating this video and for who, because, uh, we often say that, um, in social media, you can't just talk to your whole target group at the same time because it's too big and me and you might be in the same or probably in the same target target group for a lot of things but you and me are still diff very different persons who are interested in different things so you should really try to own in, in who you're talking to and what you want to say with this video and people don't do that am i right I think you're, I, I I think it depends, right? Some people do, but 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 it kind yeah, of, of it kind of goes back to the same point, right? Because you, you can't really afford it. You don't. I, I don't mm. think it's an information thing. I think people are communicators, informers, marketers are very aware of their different target groups and their different segments and their different sort of uh, ideal customers or ideal sort of recipients. Uh, I think it comes down to it's just so hard. To do it in real life is like it's it costs a lot and it takes a lot of time so, so i think i think it's correct that people are not doing it and i don't think it's because of lack of knowledge or lack of interest it's just lack of time and, and resources and, and so yeah it definitely happens and it and it's a shame right because there are I don't I don't know that there are like general rules for how to, to do it cheaply or efficiently, but I think that when you start thinking about a specific viewer and creating that content for her, then 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 you then it becomes kind of natural for how that creative process to, for talking to that person is formed, right? So so if I were to 
to have product X and I will talk to, to, to recipient type B that I know has some kind of interest or is in a certain geographical area or stuff. There are so much that you can do with like really, really small changes in just how you address them. I, I, I tend to I, I have this like old example from our editorial days when we talked about, we, we, we thought a lot about how to do like general subjects in a very local environment. And we had this example of like, uh, when it came to, to, you know, parenting subjects, I, I, this is an old story, but, but, you know, kids like to pick up stuff from the ground and eat them. We have small kids. That's a thing they do. Oh, yeah. right? So, <laughs> so you could have this like general subject and kids are the same. It, it doesn't matter if they're, they're in Tallinn or in the Stockholm or different parts of Sweden or whatever they are. Right. They will pick up stuff from the ground and eat it. So, and then you can say, well, do you, what what's the thing? Yeah, you should treat it like that. And if you see them eating this, then you have to do that. And whatever sort of the subject would be. But I'll bet you, if you did that sort of as a video, it was like, this is how... Do your kids like to pick up things from the ground and eat them? Sure, that's the general generic headline you can have for a video like that. But if you were to just do one for each city that you were to distribute this in, right? So, does yeah. your kids like to pick up things from the town square in Leeds and eat them, right? It could be as, as, as simple as that. Nothing else needs to be sort of local or targeted, but just finding who are you talking to and do small changes. I think that there, there is much more that you can do that is kind of easy and kind of cost-efficient in talking to the, to the correct target group. And that just a little short hook into their lives and their situation can be enough because the information doesn't really change regardless. I mean, if you're selling a toaster or if you're talking about how to, you know, to, 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 um, if, if there is some kind of, uh, lies, you know, how to get your driver's license or whatever, just try to create one short hook for the, for the, the sort of the, the, the target group that you're after. I, I think, you will see like differences in how that performs because people are very, we are extremely well equipped to identify things that has to do with ourselves, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so, so that's where the whole, the whole, I, you know, you often, you tend to, to, to end up in this thing that is called the uncanny valley, which is things where, where it, in, in a sense, it makes it says this right that people are really good at seeing what's real, what, what, how, when a human is real or when they're not. The same thing goes mm. for like if you see the name of your hometown, you like you see it in the over here in your peripheral vision, it's like, whoa, did that say that? It's like you, you have this attention, this is a rule of attraction, right. So when you buy a new pair of shoes, you see them all over town, or you buy a new car, and it's like, well, everyone bought a car like mine. Hmm. Same thing goes, you have to just get them something that feels like targeted. And I think you can do a lot of like targeting, because a lot of information, well, if you're selling a product, if you do something, is generic, and, and, and like product characteristics aren't that, I mean, they aren't unique. I'm going to sell you the same pair of AirPods, regardless if you're, if you're like an astronaut or, or if you're me. We're going to get the same product, but I want to know how they're how they work in a Zoom meeting and not in like zero gravity. So, so I mean, it's, it's, yeah, 
sorry i was ranting about this but i think no I... that was uh, that was really true because um i mean we can talk localization of course and that's a very specific thing but just something that is recognizable uh will help you so far um so i think i had in my point there that uh that people don't think about also why people don't think about why they create this video and that's also for me i see many people just creating videos because video is a thing but i often see that they create so much better video when they have actually thought about why they're doing it and thinking about why is this a video it maybe could be just a picture or a text post but no this should be a video because uh and that will also that mindset will help you create a better video why why do i create this video what what do i want it to do uh, totally. so that's also a, a point so that was two mistakes that we see people do so localize or personalize or just do something recognizable is a really great tip um the third thing I'm, I still see people do, and it baffles me every time, is that they do not text their videos. Uh, there are two, three minute long videos where you see people go, and you're like, I'm not going to turn on the sound for this. So uh, what do you think that is? Is it just... Uh, I mean... <laughs> uh... Or I, I rather, don't know, I don't know why what, is it so important, Frederick? Yeah, well, it is important because I—it was like I'll—I'll I'll try to make a, a timely reference. I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna reference Steely Dan, but well, yeah, no, I'll—I'll I'll reference Steely Dan or Kendrick Lamar. Have you heard Kendrick Lamar's latest album? You know? No. Okay. Have you heard like some old, really good music lately? So what? What are you <laughs> listening to right now? What, what do you listen to? Right you can't just put me on the spot like that. Uh, today, Heidi played a really old Justin Bieber song. Uh, sure. I don't even know which song it was. Okay, that was that wasn't that wasn't a great answer, but sure. But but anyway, that that's a good song though, right? So, yeah, sure. So I you're listening. You're listening to your favorite Justin Bieber song. It's called "An Old Song" yeah. by Justin Bieber, which is your absolute favorite. He was and, like twelve when he recorded it. Yeah, sure. You know what? It will take a lot of convincing for me to stop listening to my favorite old song by Justin Bieber or Bad Sneakers by Steely Dan or Kendrick Lamar's latest album. Uh, I, I would need to be convinced that that's a good thing, that I need to do that, right? What I can do is that I can read a sign on the high, next to the highway or, or an ad or actually look at text in a video at the same time as I'm listening to that thing. It could be my podcast as well. I can, I, I, you know, I can have... Laura Swisher and Scott Galloway shouting in my ears about how shitty everything is and still actually being able to, to sort of understand the message in a, in a text-driven video. But I think, I mean, you should do it because sound is very often turned off in these channels. Why people don't text their videos? I don't know. I think I think this should be kind of common knowledge. I mean, I admire the audacity of a creator that says, well, this is good enough. This will stop that Kendrick Lamar from rapping, right? That'll allow people totally listen to this. Sure, all power to you. Sometimes it is that good. 
But I mean, mm. 999 times out of a thousand, it's not. Uh, yeah. So, so why I don't know why you should text the video is because people just don't use the sound. So, so I mean, it's easy. And the talking heads things where it's like, I mean, I, I, I really, I, I'm going to put, I love talking heads. I mean, the, the band, uh, one of my oh. all time favorite bands. So I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do after this meeting. I'm going to put on some talking heads and then I'm going to search out talking heads videos on social media and not turn the sound on. Let's <laughs> see what but, happens. Let's see what happens. And see, I'm, I'm going to be so much if more. You, if you turn it off, if, if they seem to say something so yeah. interesting. Let's see no, if some, so some my, talking heads my can convince and... me to turn off talking heads. <laughs> yeah. So my husband and I have, have realized that there are two two types of people and we're one each. So he's the kind of person that always has his headphones on. But as you say, he's listening to something. So yeah. he won't turn on the sound because he's listening to something. And I'm the kind of person that never have my headphones on. And I'm not going to dig them up from my bag and tangle out those things that I don't have anymore anyways. But just finding them because I just scrolled past the video and I won't turn on the sound because well, I'm on the bus or in exactly, a meeting. Exactly, because you're, uh, you're a human being that knows how to I, behave yeah. in society. <laughs> And not turn yeah. it on on the subway. I don't want yeah. I don't want older women telling me <laughs> that I'm doing bad things. I saw that we got a question in the chat. Did you see that, Heidi? What was it? I did. So for clarification purposes, are we talking burnt in text or SRT subtitles? And I think we're talking both here. I think we're I think we're talking whatever floats your boat, and I think they they can also have different subjects. I mean, f from my standpoint, from like the story kit standpoint, uh, I mean we we do offer like a lot of text animation. Oh, that, that's an I had an alarm going off outside the the room. I mean, it stopped. So I mean, I think we're talking about that sort of text animation and being like more presenting the text as as a, as a main part of the of the video itself is I, I i believe is the is the preferred idea when you do text driven video i think subtitles as a whole can work as also right they they can work uh, and especially if you have like a, a filmed environment where you have people talking that makes a lot of sense srts are great as well and i mean they can both they they can coexist srts can coexist with sort of burnt in text as well SRTs uh, have this thing that they are on or off, right? So they're not actually part of the video. So you have to have them in in the player that plays the video. They have to be turned on, you know. In a sense. So I mean, that could be auto turned on or auto turned off. Thing with that is, you don't really you, you're not sure. Whatever enhances the sort of the the possibility for a viewer to receive the message. Is better than not doing it. Uh, so, so I think we're talking about everything. But, but I mean, mainly from my standpoint, is that it's a standalone thing. It's a burnt in. It's it's like animated text that 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 is also visible in a way. So you have to think about sort of the optical environment of often this being a, a mobile screen and a an SRT sort of uh, like a sidecar subtitle text becomes very very small on a, on a mobile screen and when you're in flow. With that said, SRTs are excellent as well, right? So, so I think the more the more options there are, and then you have also the, the sort of the accessibility thing with SRTs that they can serve to sort of be used for screen readers and stuff. So, so I mean, they all have their purposes. Yeah, one thing that I was 
Thank you for that uh, clarification. But one thing that I was thinking about is that I think one of the reasons why people don't use text in their videos is because they they haven't planned their video that way. So if I just do, uh, I film my friend while she's talking about something funny and it's a five minute video, it's a real hassle to just sit down and text that video. Um So that's probably one of the reasons, because it's quite time-consuming. I mean, there are loads of AIs and and services that you can use for automated text, and they're often quite bad, but they're better than nothing. Um, But if you really want to do a good job, it takes a bit of time and effort. And so I think that's a a planning thing, too. So... um, and a way of what you believe that video needs to be. So many people think that video needs to be people talking and fun stuff and moving stuff and stuff like that. And do not start with thinking about what are people actually going to read? What are people actually going to learn? Uh, so I, that's- I think I think that's, that's really true uh, because, I mean, there are a lot of, so there's a lot of like, do do this and tips and tricks out in the market. It's like, well, you know, human connection always works. Do it easily with a cell phone and stuff. Yeah, sure. I mean, it, it, it's something you can try it. It it mm. it doesn't really. I, I I find that it very seldom sort of reflects perhaps the brand that you want to convey. If you're working in a, in a larger organization, that that becomes really kind of toyish really quick. Uh, I think the best things sort of hides in the combination of having like real people doing real stuff in front of a camera. But I also think that this kind of points to where is the uh, conversion point between, you know, teasing the subject and the subject or the the content or the content itself, right? Because maybe that yeah. thing that you're doing when you're filming, like if this were to be, I mean, this webinar will be accessible later as a, thing right where people can view it afterwards that's going to be very on demand this like one once again like a pull information that you said well i want to see this afterwards so i want to i want to have a you know i'm going to set aside some time but if we were to market this it would be like total it would be really bad if we didn't like text parts of it or just use this as a background thing and wrote out what we actually talked about right so I'm, yeah. i mean there's also that sort of conversion point between the teaser for the content and the content itself and where does those different sort of uh things exist so one may be on youtube the other one may be on facebook right so yeah, yeah. Sure. one thing that brings us to the fourth point of common mistakes that we see in video and this is something that i see when people start working with text-driven video, as uh, which we are talking about, a lot about, is that they start to create really boring starts. So, so that's my num- point number four, that the start of the video is quite boring because people start using headings uh, or headlines that aren't really that interesting, which just creates a, a friction to even get into the video if you start with a, this video is about this. Oh yeah, I don't care. I just want to get into the video, especially in a feed where you're very active and you're just scrolling. Um, so what do you say about that? Yeah, no, that's totally true. And, and uh, I mean, that, this is an age-old problem, right? This this exists in text as well, right? Uh, it exists oh, from yes. when you're at school and when you get taught like, 
this shouldn't be called my summer vacation. Right? <laughs> it's the same thing. And we see a lot of video that are like about a cool product and the headline is like the product name. So it's like, yeah. uh, thing KW116H-Z42 revision two. It's like, what the, hey? And then you get into the video and it's like this the coolest thing you've ever seen. It's yeah. like, and it puts out fire or it just chops down trees or it just rips up roads or whatever it does, right? And it's like, oh, yeah. I don't know. That was, that was, I was not in the target group, obviously. So I think people do this because they don't think about it as like something that has to be taken. And I think, first of all, regardless of what your daily operations are, I mean, if you are on an NGO or if you're in a big corporation, if you work with internal communications, if you work with uh, uh, with product marketing, if you whatever you work with, when you put this thing out in a like a public space, like a LinkedIn or a Facebook or a Twitter, it's not your daily operations anymore. It's media. You have to think about it like it's media. So you have to sell it. Even if you think that, oh, I don't have to sell it. You have to sell it, right? You have to sell it because of all the things we've already discussed. So one thing is that you have to sort of have that mindset. This is media. I have to sell this. Even, even when I have this sort of kind of well-defined and very sort of isolated target group of just my peers, I still have to sell it. Think about it as media because this is not hard or, or well, it's bit hard but it's not boring it's fun i mean yeah. the, the, it's the most fun part of it it's like just make up your own world here you know ref, refer to a, a movie title or a song text or whatever call it like you can do so much it's so much fun to write headlines that are that's it's more close because i mean it's that's not that's not the thing right that's the headline headline is mm. never the thing even if people tend to, to make us believe that the headline is everything. When we talk, wow, oh, have you ever actually read it? Yes, I have. The, the headline is a thing. That's that, that's your sort of free space to do fun stuff with it. So don't be boring, cool. be fun. So, so I think because you have to stop someone in their tracks, like this uh, thumb stopper thing we're talking about. Like it has to happen, something has to happen right away. And a headline is a great way of doing that. With that said, you could also just skip the headline. And go straight yeah. into something. So I mean, the, both these things exist. Sometimes, often, you have to kind of because you don't have that like in media's rest, like straight into the story kind of components in your video, right? So you need a headline, and then you should like love writing headlines. Then you, then you should really do it and do something fun with it. Uh, I mean, exaggerate. You, you, you're going to have time to sort of collect it and, and gather it during the runtime of the video. But sometimes, like if you have a great quote from a person or something, you have a great person, just go straight into that. Yeah. So, so, so people will get the context like uh, with a snap of a finger anyway. So, I mean, the, the worst thing you can do is to write a boring headline. It's like, if you're going to write a boring headline, don't write a headline at all. Just, just skip it. Just remove it. Yeah. If you're going to have a headline, write a good one. And, and I mean, enjoy that because that's the, probably the most fun you're going to have while creating that video is, is writing the headline because that's your free space, right? And uh, 
I mean, I used to, when I, when I was editing magazines, I used to love writing headlines, especially when I worked with, like with English magazines, because they have this amazingly rich sort of a cultural thing that you can pick up on. You can use movie titles and song texts and whatever. It's, there's just so much you can do with it. So, mm. so, so I, I, I think on that point, I, I, I mean, people are doing boring headlines and that should be illegal almost. <laughs> yeah. It should. So don't start your video. In no, it's it's way. me. That's not a manual, right? It, yeah. it, it, I I don't want to have fun headlines in my in my operation manual for the for the drill I'm using. I want to know no. what's in there. But that this is not it, right? No. True. True. Which brings us to the last common mistake that we see people do in their videos. And this is something that you've been, and I've been talking about throughout the years, is that we see people using too many assets. So what we see is that people start using videos uh, and they get a hold of a huge image library or video library and they just go bananas. And that is not the way to create a really great video, I would say. Not in the beginning anyways. So what would you say? I say that use of assets is a training thing. You have to sort of yeah. think really long and hard about it. Um, and a lot of times what you come up with is like, it's like when musicians become really good, they stop playing a lot of notes, right? They play fewer notes, better notes. And sometimes they don't play at all because that's the right thing to do, right? So when you get better, you get better at assets asset sort of management or asset choice. What tends to happen, I mean, why we, we tend to see it as like too many asset, assets is a problem is that people are doing this thing that in Sweden we, we call it orange TV, right? You know, it's like mm. uh, when you have something and you're being really sort of clear about it, it's like, well, this deal is a lock, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I prepared. I was just. Yeah. Do I have something on the desk here? Well, I have this. One. No, but so. so uh, but the thing is, when you when you when you say the same thing as you show uh, as what you're showing an asset, that, that that is really that's redundant, right? So that happens a lot. Uh, and the way to kind of get away from that is to slow down the changing of assets. It's like, well, you know, try to use an asset for more than one slide in a story kit case or for a longer part of this video script to see if you can sort of find a more abstract way of of, of uh, finding an asset or like asset use for that part of the video or something so so you kind of need to to slow yourself down and not be this word so it says orange here, so I'm going to use an orange. On the next slide, I have this word. It says machine. Then I have a machine. And I'm going to search for every, each and every word. You have to like be more abstract when you don't have the exact specific thing, right? Because sometimes yeah. you need to show. Uh, well, we're, today we're talking about the AirPods, right? Okay, sure. Show that then, uh, even if that becomes a bit redundant as well. But but you know. But when you're trying to be very specific about something that's that in the script isn't very specific, then it then it becomes when you start seeing it, it's like oh that's ridiculous. So so I think, I mean that's one issue with it that it becomes that that's why you're doing it, right? It's like well I have to have a new one, I have to have a new one. 
what what it what happens for me as a viewer is that first of all I get this sort of increased cognitive load when we start to change mm. too much. And I mean, if I if if you put me in kind of a a certain type of mood to understand a certain part of the script or the whole video, then I don't want too many flashing things and lights going off in the wrong places and stuff. I, I want to kind of stay in that uh, mood that you put me in, right? So that's why we often say that, well, you know, don't change, with Store Kid specific, don't change the slide type, like the anima- text animation in the middle of a sentence or in the middle of a paragraph mm-hmm. or something like that, because you want to kind of keep you in the content and not have other things happening at the same time. Uh, so, so I mean, that, that's a thing that can happen when you're using too many assets. The The real thing that happens is that it just is a lot more work. And, I mean, yeah. re, depending on what situation you're in, it can also drive a shit ton of cost, right? And 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 finding good assets is, is a hassle. It's one of the it's one of the more obvious pain points when you're not like when finding assets isn't your main daily day-to-day sort of task, then finding assets is a is a is a hassle. And it's it's yeah. a time bandit. It it just sucks the time out of you. And and so that's an, that's what happens in real life is that it just takes too much time. You can make perfectly adequate on the brand, really good sort of texture videos with one asset. You can use the asset or no assets. Or no assets, absolutely. I was I was gonna say so so I mean you can use no assets and yet just use colors and different kind of contrasts. And going from an asset to no asset also creates a dynamic of sorts where, where yeah. you want to change the tempo. Uh, and I think you guys, Heidi and you, are doing great stuff with, with a lot of our marketing videos now where you use a lot of solid plates and stuff. So you go like from something to a question and then you kind of change you change the storytelling by just removing an asset and using like a color plate. And those are the type of things that often they're sub- subtractive rather than additive, right? You have to do less to get that effect, not more. You don't have to like, I'm going to ramp everything up now. It's like, no, take it down. Create that silence, yeah. right? It's like, stop playing. Hit the break, the drop or what the kids call it, right? So, 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 so I mean, just using too yeah, much, it just becomes uh, like a, a soup of things, right? Sorry. Yeah, and one thing also for the person who's creating the video is... What I've seen, and I've seen this from my own video creation too, it happens to me too, is then when you get too fond of like, I'm going to use this asset, I'm going to use this asset, I stop thinking about what's really, what really matters. I mean, as we just talked about the script. So I stop talking, thinking about what am I actually going to do with this video? What do I want to say with this video? Because I found these really cool assets that I want to use. And that's also time-consuming and probably not good for the end result if I, in my creation process, just get too caught up with all the fun assets. Yeah, totally. Which uh, doesn't mean that I shouldn't like have fun with assets, because of course I should. But but if I do, it it takes over. I mean, we, we are often referring to stock assets here. So, I mean, there's yeah. two things I, I think people should do, right? First of all, it's, it's one of our old like pointers like do the script first look yeah. at the script without any assets oftentimes read it out loud for yourself 
follow sort of the, the, the tempo of the script. I mean, you will find stuff that you have to rewrite and stuff, but, but make that reading experience really good, right? So that you can read it and say that, well, this is how it's supposed to be read. And then you write, like dramatize it in, in your own head. So that's one thing. Don't use the assets at first, right? Yeah. And when you find assets that you really like, this is something that I've been thinking a lot about over the years. Like sometimes I look through these vast stock asset libraries and I find something that's really, wow, this is a cool video. What happens is that I start thinking about how would I tell the story of what happens actually here on this stock asset video? Mm. When I look at this person doing something and looking up and looking happy towards the camera, it's like, what? What experience did this person have? Is that an experience that I can use to actually tell a story about what I'm doing, right? Or why are these people running like this? It's like, hmm, maybe there's that's a, that's part that's the foundation of a story rather than the asset that I'm going to use, right? So they're kind of story ideas in a sense that you could then then turn into a script. So, and when you're done with that, then it's like, yeah, I don't need that asset anymore. Thank you for your service, but we're gonna sort of discharge you now and not use it. But yeah, and I think it's so important when 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 you're dealing with stock assets, you very rarely, you, you don't have the perfect asset, right? It's an approximation of what you have in your head and you try to find the best thing. Sometimes you find stuff that is like, wow, this is really cool and fun. And I mean, it's, use it, do yeah. it. But the thing is, don't rely on the stock assets or those assets to tell the story. Tell the story without them first. And when you do that in a, in a proper way, you find that you perhaps don't have to sort of enhance it, make it too sweet with those things because it be, will become redundant and a bit sort of in your face, uh, right? Uh, so, so I yeah, and this once again goes for not just for video creation. I'm thinking a lot about how I create keynotes. So I'm really the person that gets stuck on which picture should I use on this slide? Well, how important is that really? So I, I really try to go into like create the keynote with like white letters on black pages first. If that works, then you can start working with it graphically. So it goes for quite a lot of content that you shouldn't be caught up in in all the toys you have. Oh, and this is a huge difference because when you're talking about like proper filmmaking video, when you do stuff, then, you know, the, the imagery, the 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 video that you have is is conveying a thousand times more information than whatever mm. other things you're doing, like a voiceover stuff. That's that's the main part of the information. But when you do these yeah. kinds of videos, you're starting from a different point, right? So you yeah. ca you can never rely on like stock assets or something that you find to to enhance the story. And in that sense, it can enhance it can enhance a feeling, sure, but it doesn't really contain your information because it is a generic thing. That being said, I mean, it makes it look better. And if it looks good, then it's kind of nice to be around. It's kind of nice to cook. So, so it's, 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 it has immense worth, but it's not the same thing as when you do a sign video where you do like a real, when, when video or images are actual content. So, so yeah. you have to sort of balance that out. And I think more of it's like always think subtractive. See how much you can remove before it becomes too barren or too sort of nothing, right? But I think you can remove a lot more than you than you imagine. Yeah, that's true.
I think we're ready to sum this up. So I'm just going to sum the five most common mistakes we see people do in videos. It's number one, trying to say too many things in one video. Number two, not having thought about why they create this video and for who. Uh, does not, uh, another common mistake, number three, is that you don't use text in your video. Number four is that you start it too boringly. Start, make a too boring start. <laughs> and number five is that you use too many assets. And with that, I really must say thank you, Fredrik. Uh, you. before we wrap up, I have to ask, does anyone have any questions? We've gotten a, a couple of really nice questions from the audience already, but if you have any, <sighs> that was such a mistake for me. Don't start to wrap up and then ask for questions, but never mind. Uh, we'll keep doing these live events. Thank you, Jan. Uh, it was great having you. Hope you'll join us again. He was saying thank you. Good tips. Uh, so thank you very much and see you later. Bye.